Susan was adopted and raised as a Mormon. Later, she left the Mormon faith. After the death of her mother, she searched for her birth mother. She found her and also learned that she had a brother who was a pastor. Stay tuned today as we hear Susan's story. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. With me by phone lines, I have Susan Roberts. Thank you so much for joining us today, Susan. Thank you. Um, I know there's lots of aspects to your story, and uh, uh, we have a little less than a half an hour to complete it. So I just uh, have just a few questions for you, and we'll see where the Lord leads us. First of all, uh, you were adopted and raised as a Mormon, but eventually you left the Mormon church. Can you tell us why? Just a few comments about that. Well, I was a young mother. And I was um, trying very hard to be a good Mormon. Um, if you understand the Mormon church, you know that it's a works church. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to do everything I could to live up to their standards. And, of course, in my heart, I knew that I just couldn't do that. Um, so I struggled and struggled with that. Finally, I decided that I should, maybe I, if I understood more about the Mormon doctrine, I could be a better Mormon. So I took some college-level classes uh, in Mormon doctrine, things that most average Mormons don't take. And as I got further into the understanding of what they were teaching, the more my heart told me that this was just wrong. Mm. And so you left? Um, I did. It was a gradual leaving. It wasn't sudden. It just... uh, was over months until I just decided that I could not um, participate in in what they were believing in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as you said, works-oriented, of course, the body of Christ, the Christian community, uh, believe that we're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, but that is not necessarily a teaching of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they expect you to be very good, and that's what you were struggling with. We are, by nature, sinners, (laughs) and it's only because of Christ that we have that forgiveness and and eternal life. But, uh, well, now, after you left the Mormon church as a young mother, you, you really didn't go to church anywhere during those uh, for at least some years. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And it's not unusual, as I've found out, that most people leaving the Mormon church really become very anti-organized church, mm-hmm. uh, any kind of organized religion. In fact, some become very emotionally opposed to any church and okay. will fight um, you know, any any denomination, uh-huh. and particularly the Mormon Church. So okay. um, it's very common, and I did the same thing. I became completely separated from any kind of faith and tried to tell myself that um, you know, if there was a God, I didn't need it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I s- tried to struggle along that way also. It, it was many years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had, as an adopted child and being raised in the Mormon Church, and I know right now you live in Utah, I'm assuming maybe you were raised there, you didn't really have a lot of experience with other Christ- or Christians that might not be Mormons, correct? That's correct, and that's one of the things that I do 
addressed to people is that uh, Mormons who are uh, coming out of that religion or people who already have don't have familiarity with any other church, and they've been taught that anything except Mormonism is evil. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to, you know, for the most part, go looking for right. it. So we have to reach uh, them in the community. I don't know if it would have made a difference, but I had Christian friends at that point in my life who did not share Christ with mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That's very typical, and for, unfortunately, in today's world, many people don't know how to share Christ, or they just don't do it, uh, even though they have this wonderful treasure of faith alone in Christ and eternal life. Well, uh, we'll, we'll probably come back and talk a little bit more about uh, some of your roots, but um, there's so many aspects to your story. I'm not sure how long it's going to take us. Some years after leaving the Mormon church, uh, your mother died, and then you began uh, searching for your birth mother. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's correct. Actually, I had always wanted to find my birth mother, and uh, my adopted parents were uh, very glad that you know to let me do that. Oh, they good had for no them. Problems with that, mm -hmm. but um, it just never worked out. Whatever we tried, uh, until finally, um, and now as I look back on it, I'm convinced that the Lord moved. It was His time that I should find my birth family, and. Uh, I used uh, people, there are groups here that help you reconnect if, if the birth parent and the child are both willing. And uh, finally, I was able to get in touch with my birth mother. Um, but it, it was really a miracle that we found each other because, as I learned later, the, the adoption itself wasn't even legal uh, that many years ago. Really? So the Lord moved in, in his way to to help me find my mother mm -hmm. and uh, when, oh, I found, go ahead. when I found her I also found an extended family which included a brother that I didn't know that I had. Wow that's so exciting. What was it what did you call your birth mother to tell her who you were? Well I had I called uh, I talked to a woman who had lived in Utah as her neighbor and uh, she had given me my mother's uh, new married name and also her phone number and that she lived in California and also told me that my mother had been ill. And so I had tried to call my mother in California and could never get a hold of her. Um, and this kind lady had also given me the name of my brother. And so I called my brother, his oh. home, um, looking for uh, my birth mother, Mary, uh, and following a script. We always, you never want to infringe because you don't, you don't, you don't know, know how what they're kind of privacy react. there sure. is in terms of, you know, whether or not the family knows they've had, they oh, have another sure. child that sure. would, had been adopted. And so I, I asked them if they knew where she was because I was concerned. I was a friend and concerned about her health. And they told me, oh, yeah, she's here. Oh. And uh, that was in, they were in Phoenix at that time, and she was there for Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, so I was able to contact her through my brother um, and talk to both of them quite extensively on the phone. Did your brother know that she had had a baby, that she had it's placed for adoption? It's interesting because uh, just before 
that she had gotten sick, she decided that she was going to tell my brother all about it and told him all about the past and the fact that he had a sister. And his reaction was, of course, that he wanted, they wanted to find me, Mm. but they had no idea. They had no names. They had, they didn't even know if I'd continue to be in Utah Mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. So she was in Utah when she put you up for adoption. Right, yeah, okay. she was living in Utah in the suburbs of Salt Lake and uh, wow, then later had married and, and moved to California with her husband. And uh-huh. Of course, my brother in ministry, he moved, you know, wherever the Lord needed him uh-huh. in terms of a parish. So, and, uh, he, but, and you found at that time, as you first met your birth mother and brother, that he was a Lutheran pastor. Is that yeah. I, I I don't know how quickly you learned that, but uh, what was your relationship like then uh, with your birth mother and him following that first time that you met? Well, it was interesting because uh, with my brother, I found out that he was a pastor from this lady who was a neighbor of my mother, and of course I had some very grim. Uh, kinds of images of what a pastor is from my previous Uh Mormon background. So I was very leery about him being a pastor. Um, And so as I talked on the phone with him and with her, um, I discovered just from them being who they are that uh, my impressions of them were totally different than what I'd been taught about pastors. Mm. Um, I found that they were both you know, life-loving, uh, joyous people, not at all what I had expected. And mm-hmm. uh, she was very open to meeting me and to uh, seeing what kind of relationship we could establish. Oh, that's good. Um, How old? And I was, I was very grateful for that, and I was also. How old were you at the time you uh, connected with your birth mother? I was in my I was in my forties, oh. my late forties. Uh-huh. Um, so in, I, there again, even though I'd been looking since I was, you know, a teenager, uh, it, it's not our timing that's important. Right. It's God's timing. Sure, sure. So um, you established a relationship with your birth mother and your brother. Um, tell us a little bit more about that, and and how that kind of uh, eventually uh, led you to faith in Christ? Well, my birth mother and and my brother were very loving and understanding, and though they told me right away that they were concerned that I'd, you know, been involved in the Mormon Church, they didn't come on strong with me. They didn't push me, but they let me know that they were available. Mm -hmm. And so as I had questions and was comfortable with asking them. They answered all my questions. Sometimes it was, I don't know, but that was okay. They were honest and sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, they lived their faith, and so they were like a living Bible to mm-hmm. me. I could see that when they were talking about um, their own morality and ethics, it was not something that they were striving towards. It was what they were living in their life. And so I became um, introduced to Christ mm-hmm. through them, through, them. through their actions and, right. and through their love and, and through their willingness to 
not push me, but to just tell me and talk to me openly about what they believed in. That's awesome, because we are, as Christians, supposed to be the hands and feet of Christ. And uh, shining that light and sharing that light, uh, it's a fine line, because sometimes uh, people think they just have to live a good life, and everybody that's unchurched will look at them and know what to do. And unfortunately, just by living a good life, someone that's unchurched or unsaved that looks at that person thinks they have to be good like them. <laughs> and that's not the core of the Christian faith. But your your brother and your birth mother uh, just showed that love and, as you said, allowed you to ask questions and were very open. And I think that's a, that's a great way to be. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Why not put Family Shield Ministries into your will or estate? Most people want to give the majority of their assets to their family, but many also put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it. Family Shield's estate program is entitled Generations Legacy. Your gift will allow us to continue the ministries for many generations and beyond your lifetime. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Again, my guest is Susan Roberts. She's been sharing her story, a story about her her life and also her faith in Christ and how uh, meeting her birth mother and her brother, who was a pastor, helped her. But it took time, didn't it, Susan? Yes, it did. It, it took about three years. Three before, years. Um, I really came to, to understand that they had something in their life. Um, of course, I didn't know at the time it was faith, but yeah. they had something in their life that was very different and unique, something that I'd never known before. 
Well, you mentioned your mother was sick when you first met her. Um, I know she did have cancer. Was that what what her illness was at the time you first met her? Yes, she had uh, been diagnosed but had been treated, and they thought she was in remission. Uh, But three years after our meeting, uh, her cancer flared up again. Mm and needed she needed to go into the hospital for surgery and it was at that time that I flew out to California and my brother flew up from Phoenix and we spent three weeks with her as she had her surgery and as she was uh, living her remaining days in the hospital the surgery had not worked and uh, she knew she was terminal Uh, but we stayed with her the whole time Um, It was a very difficult time, very painful time, Uh, but as I watched her face her own death, her own mortality, I saw in her hope and a sense of peace, and I saw it in my brother, too, even though he was devastated, and I didn't understand, Mm -hmm. because I'd never seen this before. Um, They knew, they knew that she was going the arms of her Savior. She mm-hmm. knew she was going to Christ, and although she wasn't enjoying the, you know, the aspect no. of dying, she was very much at peace uh, with that, and, and that was something so unusual for me that I'd never seen, because the people that I'd seen that were Mormons who had gone through a struggle before their death were always frightened, because mm-hmm. they didn't know if they had done enough, done enough work, or if they'd yeah. done the right things to ensure their salvation. Mm-hmm. But here she was, totally mm-hmm. confident, and my brother totally confident in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I knew then, at that time, that whatever it was they had, I needed it. Yeah. Wow, what a powerful statement that is for uh, to learn more about what you uh, learned but also for our listeners, because I know some of our listeners um, either have fallen away from the church or just have never been connected to Jesus, not the organization. And of course, churches do organize themselves. There are denominations within the body of Christ uh, that uh, some of them worship in different ways, but as long as they understand the basics that Jesus Christ is their Savior and Lord, that they are saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, uh, that there's a triune God, and that with faith in Christ we have forgiveness immediately and eternal life is a free gift and that is such an important message and your story of hearing and seeing your birth mother and brother in this critical time in their life is powerful Susan and um, tell us a little bit more Uh, as your mother died did she know that you were looking at this and and saying, I Um, want that for my life, or was that later? She, what she told me that was the most powerful thing to me, I mean, we had been praying for her and struggling with what she was going through, and and she looked at me with love, and she said, I'm praying for you. Mm. And I knew at that moment that she understood that, 
you know, the spirit of Christ had, had entered my life, it, you know, that Jesus is working in me, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit was working in me. Uh, we never did talk about it. She died, and it took me another couple of years to, to go through um, adult education and a true understanding, because it's very difficult oh, it's very different to than come what you, out of yep. one set of, of thinking and, uh, and understand uh, what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. And it's such a gift when we finally get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is a gift. So she knew, I guess, in her heart, mm-hmm. Lord moved her so that she had some sense that she was making a contribution to me, but she didn't live to see me uh, baptized and, and to become active as a, mm-hmm. as a Christian in my community. Okay. Uh, God's Word says, always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks. But I think it, I, I don't have the whole verse here, but it, it says, with gentleness and respect. And and I, I so liked the fact that you said your birth mother and your brother loved you into the kingdom. They were there. You knew they were Christians. You knew they were willing to answer their questions. But they didn't de- you know, argue with you over Mormon teaching. By that time, you had already left, uh, which is probably a good thing. But sometimes uh, we do debate with people, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but it's always important, no matter where we are in that spectrum, to love them. And I loved what you said, too. You had this image of what you thought your brother, who was a pastor, was going to be like and your mother, who was a Christian. But the reality wasn't the same. And I think that's the case with a lot of people that think they know what Christians are like. Unfortunately, Susan, we get our impressions when we're outside of the church about Christianity from television and media, and that's not a very accurate portrayal most of the time, is it? No, it's not. It's not at all. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's also when you're predisposed to mistrust a Christian because you've been taught, you know, in the Mormon doctrine that that it's evil, uh, it makes it even more difficult to to allow the love in your heart, to allow them to come into your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, at least you were kind of in a, in a good position because you had already... Put turned away from the Mormon faith many times through our counter cult ministry. Uh, we help family members and friends who have loved ones involved in Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses, and we always tell them, "Love them, <laughs> you know. Just keep the communication lines open." And and exactly what your birth mother and brother did is the best way, especially when it's a family member that you're going to continue to see, because the worst thing you can do is stop talking to each other. And and when you get into these heated debates, that kind of situation can happen where they stop talking to each other. What other, we have about four minutes left, Susan, what other thoughts do you have for our listeners, especially as maybe they have um, loved ones that are Mormons or unchurched family members? Any other thoughts that you have just in the last few minutes that we have? I guess the first thing is just an extension of what you've said. The most important thing for us to do is to love them, to remember that they're also a person who Christ died for. Um, whether you know it's a difficult situation or not, uh, we're called to love and to share 
God's love with them. So that would be, I think, our attitude towards non-Christians, whatever their connection is. Um, and the second thing would be not to be afraid to talk about our faith. I know it's such a personal thing for us, um, but we're, we are called upon to, to speak to others about our faith, and we can do it in very soft and subtle ways. We can do it by just saying to someone, I'll pray for you, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, giving them a hug and telling them that God loves them. And maybe that's too extreme for some people, but um, that's important, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I I would agree, and I would mention to our listeners again that I have a a book called Witnessing a Lifestyle. It's not about Mormonism or witnessing to Mormons. It's just about what Susan was sharing just now, simple ways you can share your faith uh, with family members and friends and those you meet in the community, those simple things you can do. It also has a uh, basics about prayer and how important it is and about the gospel presentation and what you do need to say, because sometimes people just say, God loves you, but they're not going to come to know Christ just with that statement, although it's a good statement to share, and it's true. So uh, we have uh, two minutes left, Susan. Any other quick thoughts that you have for our listeners? Well, I just, uh, um, I guess, encourage people out there to uh, read a book or take a class or um, talk to a friend, whatever it is that they need to do to find um, the courage. And it does take courage to, to share your faith. Um, but, you know, we all have good intentions, but we need to act on those intentions. So I just encourage, um, you know, for us to take that first step and then to trust in the Lord that not only will he Um, bring people into our life to talk to, but but he'll also give us the words to say. Mm -hmm. He really will, yes. Well, my guest today has been Susan Roberts, and uh, you heard her story, and there's a lot of aspects to it, and I know we could have continued to talk for another whole program, but I'm so uh, thankful that she was willing to share that story with us. Uh, Again, Family Shield Ministries does have a Family Shield Counter Cult Ministry. A lot of our work is dealing with family members and friends of Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and equipping them to love their family members, but also to equip them to understand the differences between Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses and the Christian faith and what the the Christians really teach so that when God opens that door, they can effectively share their faith. Uh, Family Shield Ministries website is www.familyshieldministries.com. We encourage you to go to church this weekend and invite a friend. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230-015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.